Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you as always on a Balls Big Wednesday. Feeling good. Good mood. Busy show. Get to uh, the details in just a second. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. There's Director Matthew. You're you. You're here with us. We appreciate that. If you're on War Chant TV watching, off the cap. For those of you driving around listening on 93.3, appreciate that as well. Perfect day. Drive around and listen to the JCS with the windows down. Maybe out on the back deck. Maybe you got off of work and you're just loving life. You're getting ready to cook up some food and enjoy this weather and have a few cold ones and listen to some sports talk, perhaps. Hey, by the way, I could begin the show with a little uh, mild. It's very mild, but it, it, it's faint. Can you, hear, can you even hear that, guys? There, that's better, but I'll go way off in the distance because it's, yeah, it's, it, that's really what it is. It's, they're hanging on. That win last night, hideous as it was, is a win after all, and you'll take it. Good thing you don't like good shooting. Nah, you don't want to see it. Don't want to see the ball go through the hoop. Let's tune on in to a little Florida State BC. Let's watch these two bricklaying machines go to war. And uh, you got what you want, which was a whole lot of bad shooting, lots of turnovers. (laughs) Just sorry, sorry basketball. I got choked up talking about it, uh, but Florida State wins the game. If, you're gonna, if it's going to be ugly, you might as well win. Uh, so it keeps their their faint hopes uh, alive here. It, 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 yeah, still alive, still alive. Uh, first show back in the studio for the JCS did uh, some of the headlines yesterday, but you you guys, if, if you're listening, you didn't get to hear it because our station had some technical difficulties. Sorry about that. Back at it here, uh, but but uh, back from Miami where I saw. Uh, the Heat and the Clippers play. So cool to see Terrence Mann uh, do what he does for that team. It was a lot of fun, and I brought my son down there to see that. And we saw Tom. I don't know if you watched any of that game, but I'll tell you something right now, right out the right out the gates. One thing I want to point out: Terrence Mann can can really jump, <laughs> and he had uh, he was the benefactor of a really nice pass that uh, he skied above the rim to hammer down right in front of us, right in front of us. And so to see my son, who yeah, this is his favorite player, is Terrence Mann, to see him go nuts when Mann had the thunderous alley-oop dunk and uh, the Clippers winning, it was great. Good times, good times. So there it is. On the show today, Link Jarrett going to join us, talk a little Florida State baseball in the second hour of the program. Big picture stuff. I wanted to talk to him directly about Mike Martin. Of course, Mike 
gave him a chance to play at Florida State. He took that opportunity and ran with it and became an All-American. And, you know, he'll tell you there's no way he thought that was going to happen or anybody who saw him coming out of high school thought that was going to happen. But it did happen. And Link is forever grateful. And, of course, he talks about the man himself. I did that interview earlier this afternoon. You'll hear it in the second hour. Florida State has more pitching this year, and they've got a lot of players, a lot of a lot of new faces. Kind of an uh, overview, just a little bit of an overview. We'll get a more specific interview uh, with Link Jarrett right before the start of the season, which, can you believe it, is nearly upon us. Newcomers continue to filter in. We get these interviews for FSU football. You'll hear a couple of those today, too, just some snippets from guys and Tom did set something up. Tom, I'll invite you in now. You uh, you set something up, buddy, that just warms my heart because you know how I feel and how I've been lobbying for this for years, and, and now it's, it's happened, and that just bodes well. I'm talking about any of the guys, like th- it, today anyhow, you'll hear, you'll hear a player from Tonga. That's a good thing. It, if you get a Samoan, a Tongan, you're going to be in good shape. Players – I've, I don't know that I've ever seen a player play poorly that are from those islands. I've never seen him play poorly. Not on any team anywhere. It's a very positive stereotype, if we're being honest. It really is. So we'll explain that and play the clips and get excited, and that's a good thing. I'm excited about it. Thank you for doing that. Oh, you're welcome, buddy. I mean, it, it's uh... – Especially because it's a defensive lineman. That's the thing, is, is you wanted a, a trench warrior from one of the islands. And Sione Lolohea's story is a fascinating one. And with the clips, like there, there's some fun stuff in there about his background and about how naturally tough he is given the game that he grew up playing. Hint, hint, it's not football, American football. But then also some heartwarming stuff about oh, yeah. what it takes to leave the islands and, and the sacrifices you have to make in order to aspire towards your dreams. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't think this is exactly breaking news, but he, he got farther away from home when he <laughs> went from the Pacific Northwest down to Tallahassee, Florida. He didn't exactly get closer to home. Maybe the weather reminds him of home a little bit more than what was up in Corvallis. But, uh, yeah, that's even longer of a flight that he would have to make if he ever wanted to get back to the islands to go see his parents. It's a really heartwarming story. He's an easy uh, person to root for. Uh, I love getting vetting these kids, hearing their stories, having them open up and talk about who they are as they come to Florida State. We've had a lot of really positive stories in the last several years. You know, it occurs to me uh, that that is true, like definitively true. We have not had – a lot of guys come in from other places, other locations, other programs, and had any real issues. You know, think about how hard that is to do. Sometimes those marriages don't work out. Sometimes guys, you know, go from one program to another program and, and, and struggle to adapt to whatever that culture is or the differences are uh, from program to program, let alone, you know, society to society. You know, I mean, obviously, it's, it's interesting that they haven't. And that speaks to the very strong foundation, the bedrock of what they've built everything upon, right? That's what I think is, is what it reveals. I think it, it, it tells you that uh, guys come in and they're shown the proper path because it's been laid down and people follow it and down newcomers come in and you just carry it on over, which is a very, very good thing. So uh, there's that as well. And then also it's Super Bowl week and uh, because uh, I was off Monday. Here it is already Wednesday. We'll have at least early and later in the week. My mom will make her final pick. That's the cherry on top. Uh, and we'll have some bets for you beginning tomorrow as well. 
because uh, there are a ton of them, and that's a lot of fun. I've already made – how many have you made so far? How many prop bets have you made for the Super Bowl so far? In my brain, probably four or five. <laughs> In reality, uh, none just yet. Um, I, I don't know why. It, it, it's the juice that I want to feel. I've made a couple of NHL bets this week as they're getting back into the full post-All-Star game. Uh, a couple of easy plays there. One was a winner on Tuesday night, if only – or Monday night, excuse me. If only we were on the air. You could have known to take the uh, the Rangers game under – uh, that was a bunch of all-stars coming off of the all-star break, playing right away on a Monday night. Man, that's going to be a slop fest. And it was a two-to-one game at six and a half. Nice, easy under. Oh, look at you. Uh, You're getting locked in, Tom. I am getting locked in. I've got a perhaps a little beat on one tonight as well. It's 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 tough coming the first week out of the all-star game. But then for, for the Super Bowl, I, man, I'm looking at the simple line, which is you really going to keep Mahomes a dog here? In this, you're going to keep the Chiefs a dog in this situation. They are. For for my money, their defense is better, and oh. I think their offense has gone to a bit of a different place in the last month. It does. It's not as dynamic as it was when Mahomes is winning his first Super Bowl. I'm not going to say that because that would be false, but they're a, a much more complete team than they were six weeks ago. And San Francisco's defense scares the hell out of me if I'm trying to lay points or just take the favorite on the money line. Yeah, I did. Uh, you know, it, it's funny. The, the the overwhelming amount of money that first came in when the line first came out was for Kansas City. Then that shifted as some San Francisco money came in. Then that came back to Kansas City, and then now San Francisco again. So, yeah, I, I it, it is interesting. Is it still two? We're still sitting at two as I got up today? I haven't even checked the line because I made my bet over a week ago, several bets. Uh, as to the side and the total uh, and the number, I've already gotten my wagers in. I like all the other stuff right now. As usual, that continues to grow. All that prop stuff grows. Think back to when we were first doing radio together, Tom. We used to look at that sheet. You could print it out of the prop bets, right? But it gets added to every year. People think of new imaginative ways in which to create new bets at all the uh, uh, at all the places that you can bet. Well, frankly, back when we started, you could bet in like one of two places, Atlantic City and Vegas. Now you can bet in 38 states legally. So it's, uh, you know, you got people adding to the, to the pie here. It's good stuff. And you got crazy bets like, you know, uh, you, you could take the national anthem, the coin flip, and add it to yards and then, you know, combine it with uh, total numbers for a basketball game at the same time and the under in a hockey game. It's nuts. It's nuts. And it's fun because if you're willing to, with a fine-tooth comb, go over those wagers, you'll find real value, real value there. In some ways, we're less American than we've ever been because we're monitored uh, wherever we go. Now, some of us volunteer that because we have location services on our, our phones. But it's there's not as much freedom as you think in terms of your own ability to go wander. Just ask uh, guys who want to be deadbeat dads and want to go for a pack <laughs> of cigarettes and leave their family behind. They can't do that anymore. They are not free to do that anymore. What but kind of words, world have we created where a man can't tell his wife I'm going to the gas station knowing full well he started a new life with a hooker he met a year ago as they escaped just seven blocks away never to be seen again. Can't do it. I'm telling you, literally in this place that I live now, you could move 20 blocks and you'd never see each other again. Like I, I'll bet you that has happened in the history of this particular I'm borough sure. yeah. that, that I'm in. But in other ways, we're more American than we've ever been because the betting has gotten so much better. You're right. You, you could play uh, an NBA matinee game, points plus assists versus receiving yards for George Kittle. If you really wanted to do something as crazy as that, you could do it. I like uh, sticking with some of the simpler stuff. If I'm making a big play, like I'm looking for matchup deficiencies and saying that 
Travis Kelsey is going to hit the over this week, or Rasheed Rice is going to hit the over in, in terms of their categories. But then the pizza money on, you know, will the first touchdown be an even number of yards or an odd number of yards away? Like weird stuff like that is fun to do and just to, to keep it participation wise. You ever looked at the handle on the uh, coin flip bet? It's like one of the biggest handles they have for any prop bet. It's over the like. How wrong is this? It's like that guy I met at the restaurant. They cannot help themselves. But, you know, they're like, well, it's 50-50. Well, okay. <laughs> You're just betting on a coin flip. But I, I, I call that pure gambling. This is pure the pure crack of gambling. I've seen a $1,000 coin flip in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. It was riveting to watch. I didn't have any cash on it, but I saw it. $1,000 on the oh, line. Oh, yeah. When that coin is in the air, Tom, and you're involved in a coin flip bet. Now, I've been in many a coin flip bet, but not for $1,000. I can't even remember what that stranger and I were betting uh, at the time. We did it several times, and and it got the stakes. Yeah, the stakes went higher. Yeah. Was he a Chiefs fan? Or was he just betting? Was the bet on the Chiefs? The bet was on the Chiefs uh, over under win total, and it was oh, random right. because it happened to be a the night of a preseason game. It was a preseason game, I believe, against the Texans, and I remember just thinking it was odd when he said, "Who do you think wins tonight?" I'm like, "It's preseason. I don't know. I hadn't thought about it." And then he goes, "Well, who do you, who do you like?" I was like, "Well, this guy, he's, he's got to have it." Like, okay, well, I'll take the Chiefs, man. I don't, I don't, I hadn't thought about it. Now, if you had said Ravens, I'd have been all in because we know Harbaugh cares deeply. But there I was, and uh, and then so then I kind of immediately liked the guy. And then from there, he said, uh, he was like, oh, well, what kind of season do you think the Chiefs are going to have? I go, well, a good one because they've got a very good quarterback. And he's like, well, what's the over under on win total? I'm like, okay, we're going to do this, two strangers in the night here. All right. And I did it and I won the bet and he paid me. But that preceded preceded the the future bets at the bar as I waited on my food, which became for beers and then later coin flip bets and just it was an odd night. And the and then I walked out in the pouring rain, drove home and thought, am I being set up? This is really right. bizarre. Well, no, coin flip bets are the heroine of bets. I mean, this is you, you get better odds with that than you do roulette. Slightly better, but truly, it is better statistically. And you know, uh, mm-hmm. you've been with me to one casino when we were in Biloxi on the way out to actually two, so that trip. Yeah. But uh, in Biloxi, I like to see if our trip is going to get off to a little bit of a booster. You go right to the roulette wheel and you see, all right, can I double it up right here, right now with a set aside, predetermined amount of money? Yeah. If, if yes, oh, buddy, night one is on the house. If not, I was willing to lose that anyway. It's very much like a coin flip bet. So actually, I think because you brought this up, you've talked me into doing a coin flip bet, and I'll text you whether I won or not on Super Bowl. There we go. And then I will take you to uh, where I went, which was uh, – and this has nothing to do – I'm just t- taking the show this direction as we kind of introduce the subjects of the day. Well, 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 we have entered into a new era. Uh, not shocking to, to see this. It is known as the bundle era, era, of course, and it just got more intriguing. Did you see who partnered, Tom? A little ESPN, Fox, Warner joint venture to take sports streaming to the, to the future, if you will. Did you see that? Oh, I did mm-hmm. very much. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the sport that we care about is at the center of it, but it's not the only one. And Warner Sports is actually Turner Sports. So you're talking yeah. about yeah. TNT, TBS, and that has huge implications when you're, you know, thinking about, you know, it could be March Madness. It could be NBA playoffs. It could be Stanley Cup playoffs. And this is uh, – 
that's a big deal. There are some news releases that ESPN PR or Fox PR put out, and you're like, oh, whatever. You're just you're hoping somebody runs with this, but it's not really news. You're just talking about yourself. Like Chris Carlin's going to be the 1 p.m. host now of ESPN Radio. Yeah, ain't nobody clicking on that. But this is monumental news. This changes a lot of things. And as it sets up, and we'll take a cursory glance here, Alex Weprin reported that the three companies will each own one-third of the new untitled streaming platform, which will have its own brand and independent management team. Uh, Also, it's a major step forward, quote, uh, it's not expected to impact ESPN's plans to offer a direct-to-consumer flagship ESPN streaming service, which is also in the uh, coffers, but it is meant to compete, uh, complement it, uh, is what Weprin said, closer to something like a skinny bundle of streaming networks that's focused exclusively on live sports, Tom. So that's uh, rather than entertainment. So this is where we're going. This is where we're going. They released a, a giant list of the of the sports and the channels that would be involved in this in this bundle, and it's basically something that would replace. You just did the segment a week ago or two weeks ago. Is Hulu the best thing? Like yeah. this is going to be the best thing. This is going to be the one that covers just about all your bases. The only things that are going to be left are how you get your RSNs for your local sports and the teams you care about like the Pirates or, for me, the Mets. That's the thing that's going to be left out of the equation. But if you just want live national sports, national telecasts, and then also college sports, it would appear, this is the thing that's going to get you there. It also, it, it's so bizarre to me to watch all of this play out. If you, if you, if you take a step back, you, know, you and I talked about this, it, you're just recreating cable again. You're just kind of redo, you're just doing the same thing over again, only I guess you're cutting out the middleman. Basically. Yeah. 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 You're not you're not cutting a check to Time Warner right. back in the day, right. which was the big one, but it's it's called Spectrum now and Verizon and all those things. You're gonna be able to get this money directly from the consumer. You think about how we are returning to something that looks a lot like cable, but in a sense, the world had to completely change for us to get there because ESPN's laid off what percentage of their employees the in Bristol. Yeah. And there, there'll be another wave here in the not too distant future. It's just like Clear Channel was when we were at Clear Channel Radio. I watched it all happen, buddy. Exactly. So they're stripping it down to bare bones. And I think what they're going to do here is strip it down even more. Don't you think that they would have a collective of, you know, truck employees and production employees that they could use across all of the networks now because they're getting together on the streaming platform? I think that's exactly what's going to happen. So and the other part of it is that the the nature of television has changed. Nobody gives a crap about what's on Monday night on CBS at 7 o'clock. Appointment television doesn't exist save for sports. Right, exactly. So cable companies in that sense are kind of useless. So, I mean, we're coming back to it in a way, but this is the minimalist thing. No, When we signed up for cable back in the day, you'd have to get 84 channels that you don't give a crap about for the 15 you do. Now you could get the 15 that you care about at one price, and I'm sure it's going to be absurd. It's got to be around... 40 to 50 bucks a month, I would say, at minimum. I'm reading 50 to 70. Yeah. Uh, one thing to note here, it's you're creating, uh, and this was, now, listen, I cobbled together a ton of articles on this and just went through each and every one this morning that I could find, whether it's Sports Business Journal, whether it's CNBC, whether it's Mullen and Draper, any of the stuff. You know, I read lots of reports on this, and everybody, everybody's business folks and, and, and entertainment uh, writers and, and sports folks are all weighing in on this. And you can, you, it's fascinating to put it all together to see what their angle is, what they think is most interesting. But in essence, in doing that, you'll find that um, 
it's going to offer streaming subscribers all the channels owned by the companies uh, that carry sports. ESPN, TNT, FS1, ABC, and Fox. In addition to sports content subscribers, uh, they'll be able to watch non-sports shows that are available on those channels. They'll have access to 14 channels in total. ESPN's existing streaming service, ESPN Plus, for example, is on there as well. And the goal is to create a home base for all things sports so that consumers who've cut the cord no longer have to cobble together the things that we've talked about, all these different bundles and packages, and try to find and mix and match all the ones. Yeah, it's key there that it mentions that ESPN Plus would be a part of the bundle because that gets you a lot of regional sports network programs. It also like, gets me, you like early golf on the P, you know, like on a Thursday afternoon when I go home. If I leave here uh, tomorrow when they start the Phoenix Open and all that goodness and waste management, uh, you know, the regular. The, the regular coverage on the network itself doesn't start until four or, or whatever it is, five or six. But I can I can watch it much earlier in the day when the players have actually teed off because of the ESPN Plus coverage. Yeah, featured groups. Yeah, major major tournaments. Which I mean, that's about to get a whole new facelift too in the golf world. Exactly what that's going to look like. But they purchased ESPN Plus did PGA Tour Live some two or three years ago in order for this to be a payout. And and you know what's going to happen there too. I mean, we've seen it from the radio side, but it's the same playbook. It's just at scale. It's a much larger thing. You're going to have sales reps for all three of these selling it at the same time. You know what I mean? So what this does is it just amasses more and more numbers for the stream ad revenue to add up. It looks like they're going to split it evenly, 33% across the board, at least on the subscription level. But I'm sure the advertising level, ESPN's providing so much more of the inventory that I would imagine they would clear a lot more of that particular part of the revenue stream, but what they're doing. Yeah. They're simplifying it for the person, but they're also getting out in front of the next wave. Uh, ESPN wants to do direct to consumer, but this is going to be the thing that everybody has. The question is from that point, what do you add on? But this is going to be the, the nuclear thing that we're all going to own. They, uh, there's so many tentacles to this and ways to talk about the way we're going to consume sports in the future. We can continue it. It will take us down a different path each and every time. By the way, I'll answer that question. Uh, NLZFN, I will get to you and others who have asked me about picks for waste management, of course. Um, soon enough. Soon enough. It, it'll happen on today's show. I got, you know me anymore, Tom. I've got DraftKings bets where you have a lineup, and then I've got top 20, top 10, top 5, and pizza money on a winner. I've come twice, twice I've come this close to cashing the winner, the overall winner this year. I had O'Bear when he finished second, which infuriates me because, I mean, it's hard to pick a winner of a golf tournament and to be right there, mm, it's a little frustrating. But when it cashes, it really cashes. Jeff Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash 
All the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. (laughs) Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just huh? make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27, you can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around, find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Man, on a beautiful day, this is what you get right here. A little cool breeze. Step outside during the break. Come back in. Feel river invigorated i do want to uh tom i think we should do this earlier r- rather than later since next hour we're really busy we have the the link Jarrett interview um well, well hey what you want to start with him i i'm up for it i think the uh folks out there would be excited to hear from him and uh, i think they'll enjoy it. a couple minutes with him and then we'll t- comment on that and then we have camp davis as well as you correctly noted so Let's start there. Newcomers continue to step to the mic. We learn a little bit more about their stories, and uh, that helps obviously inform you in the way that you view these guys when you begin to see them in the practice reports and the videos that are released in spring football and on in, into the fall. So we'll, we'll start with that. We'll start with Lola Haya. Hey, I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, this guy is a legendary coach in Hawaii, Coach Levi. Um, he wanted to give back to the community by going back home and bring uh, some of the guys that want to chase their American dream. So he brought uh, nine of us to Hawaii for a high school and um, football. And then after three years, the high school got shut down, and then we all go our own ways. And then he found this high school in San Bernardino and brought me there for my senior year. And then I went to Oregon State after that. There's no football back home. Where I'm from, we grew up playing rugby. Um, football wasn't around me until I get here to the state. I think I was uh, 16 years old when I started learning about what football was. But yeah, football wasn't around me when I was little. So the transition was, it was hard but easy because I grew up playing rugby. So the physical day of the, the, the game is easy for me to transition. but. Other than learning the playbooks, the rules for rugby, putting the helmets, all the bets on, that was the toughest part for me. But as I get used to it, now I love football. 
So how many of those nine guys, do you know how many of them made it or to college football or st stuck with football? Uh, I'm the only one left. Really? Yeah. Um, I love all the guys, but it was, it was hard. Um, we all left home when we were 16 years old, left the whole family still back in the island. But it was everybody has to do their own sacrifice to get where we at. But thank God I'm still here. My parents never left the island. They never seen me. They never saw me, uh, see me play the game, and they don't understand what football was. But um, it's been tough. But I train myself to like don't think about it too much. It's, uh, um, but yeah, I'm now that I'm used to move around. I left home when I was 16 and left my parents back like thousand miles behind. Now I'm getting to a point that I just used to it already. So yeah. It may end up being the easiest guy in the world to root for, right? I mean, I, I mean, who doesn't hear that story and think immediately, "Oh my goodness." You talk about sacrifice. We always bring up sacrifice as it pertains to student athletes. We talk about the things they give up in order to play, in order to try to earn a scholarship and, you know, to go away to school and ultimately chase a dream and maybe someday end up in the NFL. But talk, you got a, you got a kid who leaves his parents behind, uh, 16 years old. He's one of nine guys uh, that go away to play football. Hawaii school closes down, shuts down. Now, can you imagine school shuts down that you went to? While you're pursuing this, again, you're away from your parents. Uh, you still want to pursue it. You end up in San Bernardino, <laughs> which is even further away, and you're, you're still on your own. You've been on your own since 16. You're there for a year. You end up at Oregon State, and now you're in Tallahassee, Florida. Your parents have never seen you play. They've never seen you play. And you're, again, pursuing the ultimate dream who doesn't want to see that guy have an incredible season, get paid, and be able to alter uh, his family's, uh, you know, generationally, uh, his family's future? It's unreal to think about. Um, and you could see, as he answers those questions, uh, the real humanity in that, right, as he's thinking about it, as he's asked about the other, you know, so he's one of nine guys, the other eight, as he says, he still loves, they... They're no longer playing, and you can see him contemplating what that means, and you can see what it meant to him to talk about the folks that are thousands of miles uh, away. It's uh, that's it's uplifting. It's uh, I think it's motivational as all hell. Uh, let's hope that obviously very soon they'll be able to get his parents to a game. Uh, agreed. It would it would be amazing. Let's also hope that he remains healthy, works hard, and. Uh, you know, if, if we're going to remove all the heartwarming stuff and just talk about what we've seen from him so far as a football player, he's good. He's legit. That's a, you got, that was a good get. Story aside, that was a good get for Florida State. Well, and he said uh, a couple of things in terms of what he came here to do it was development. That's what drove him to Florida State, which that's, you know, the reputation is changing here. You know, what, what John Papuchas was able to do to harness and advance the abilities of Jermaine Johnson and Jared Verse, what's happening with Patrick Payton right now in terms of development. The reputation is building. Sione said that, number one, he wants to be a pass rusher, uh, much, much more so than he has been. He's good against the run, but he needs to work on the pass rush. The number two, it came down to USC and Florida State, and it was twofold. 
academically speaking, Florida State was able to accept more of his credits than USC was, so he could be farther along in terms of his journey towards a degree. But then he said once he came here and he saw the presentation on development, he knew that development at Florida State at defensive end was far more advanced than that of USC. So that's the reason he came here. My wonder is at the end of this, if his parents can make it to a game and come on, we can make this work. Let's go. Whoever needs to do it, you can do it. I just wonder if Ireland is the easier flight (laughs) or if Tallahassee is the easier. I I feel like Ireland in August may be the easier trip to make. It's certainly the better weather. Uh, well, I don't know if they feel like that. I, oh. I feel like that. Well then fine. Get him here for the BC game. It'll be a hundred. Come on, let's go. Um, uh, you know, it, and, and it kind of stinks that, uh, if you were able to do it, they're going to come and see a stadium that's been destroyed. <laughs> they won't get a sense of what this place is like. They're going to walk in and go, so you chose this dump? To come and play, I mean, yeah, it's 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 brutal. But uh, he's listen. I would also say this: he's seen USC. He's got a head on his shoulders. It it probably didn't take talking to our coaches to to deduce. I mean, there's there's evidence all around you that they don't defend anybody at Southern Cal. <laughs> that is correct. That that reputation should precede itself as well about what USC does not do on defense. And he's played in that conference. He should know by looking at the box scores every week if he bothered to check what they gave up 50 again, huh? Okay. I think I might want to go somewhere else. Maybe I'll go to Florida State where they damn near shut people out towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. My my hope is that for the parents' trip, because I'm going to assume it's going to happen, should they want to, should they, if they're health-wise able to, whatever it is, it's going to happen just For all of us and all of our constitutions, let's do it before senior night because there would not be a dry eye in the house if that was the case, if they made it for that particular ceremony. Remember Brian Angola, uh, a.k.a. Angola Rodas, who had mom surprise. Nobody knew that was coming, and she had had arrived from Columbia, and uh, Leonard Hamilton barely kept it together on the court. Oh, it was amazing. This is now already more eyes are on this situation. Let, let's hope that that uh, young man has a big smile on his face for a lot of reasons this season, but one of which is parents get to see this weird sport that they know nothing about called American football. Camp Davis next on deck here in the JCS. Now, you can go back and look at all the interviews, including Marvin Jones Jr. and others, but I, I wanted to get you Camp Davis since last week. We talked about Cam, and, I mean, he looks like Herschel Walker. Like He's that kind of built already, and I was uh, – there was I was I was obviously fawning over Cam Davis last week and talking about people don't look like that at that age and 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 how much I think he can help this team. Let's let's hear from Cam Davis. What's more fun? Is it more fun running somebody over? Or is it more fun and juking somebody, running by him? Or? Uh, it, to be honest, it's, it's more fun just getting the end zone. But uh, I would probably say probably juking someone um, on the field. I laugh a lot. When I run, so just just being able to laugh while I'm running and then juking somebody, like laughing at them mid-play, I think that's that's pretty fun. Yeah, now you see, that's more fun for him, but it's much more fun, Cam, for the rest of us to watch you run over people. But scoring touchdowns, however you do it, whether that's running around them or over them, is really ultimately the goal, and that is fine. And also, can I say that, again, I don't know, I'm not trying to start a conspiracy 
but again, in addition to looking like a grown-ass man who's been lifting weights for 25 years, despite being 18, he also has the voice of, like, Barry White. So what is going on here? I, are we sure he's not 32 years old, married with kids, and just took a detour from, like, being a mechanic to deciding he wanted to play in the NFL and uh, he's got, you know, he's got eligibility left. What's going on there? It's crazy. Yeah. Um, is he the Danny Almonte of college football? Yeah. Is, is that what you're getting at? That's, yeah. You can be 40 and play college football. Chris Winkie did, but I mean, good Lord. So his interview is excellent. I pulled that clip specifically because I just think it's hilarious and uh, no, you know, analogy or pun intended that he laughs as he plays the game. It's like Gronk. You know, you, you see that when Gronk is mic'd up on Sundays in the NFL and you hear him laughing as he's getting hit. And sometimes he'd get trucked and he's just laughing at the defender, the linebacker who's 240 and jacked who hits him. He loves the game. I think that's awesome here. It, again, the, the full interview is available and you should watch the whole thing. It's great. But that Cam Davis jukes people and laughs in their face as he's making them miss and fall to the ground. And he, I'm sure he laughs at them, too, if he lowers his shoulder and runs them over. That is exactly the mentality that you want out of a player like that position, running back. Leonard Fournette laughs uncontrollably when he runs, and and his best years, uh, you know, obviously they're in Tampa, not in Jacksonville, but Tampa. And he, he, you can find clips of him getting hit in the hole by a 250 pound linebacker, and the two meet, and it's even, and they both fall to the ground, and it's the loudest. Pop heard in the stadium that day, and as he's getting up, he's like, hee, 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 hee. I'm like, well, that's a little crazy. That's I don't know that I want to keep hitting a guy who's going hee 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 every time I hit him at mock speed and 250 pounds of my shoulders dislocated. Hee That's ridiculous. I love the idea of it, and I'm glad we got a guy that will be doing that. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. All right, friends, let's talk about. Factor, that's right. Two-minute meals fuel you up fast. Factor's restaurant quality meals at that, ready to heat and eat whenever you are. I use them for my family. I use them every day to eat nutritiously, but also I'm on the go, and I want something calorie smart. There are times where I'll go a week worth of Factor's for lunch, and I'll just go vegan or veggie. Other times I go pure keto. I can worry about, you know, whether it's vegetable uh, base or protein based or meat based or whatever it might be, they have the options for you all the way around. Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout every time you do it. It's also flexible to your schedule. Head to factormeals.com slash Cameron 50. I'm going to save you some money, guys. Do it up. It's delicious. Cameron 50. Use code Cameron 50 to get 50% off. That's code Cameron50 at factormeals.com slash Cameron50 to get 50% off. Trust me, delicious. You'll thank me. A lot of variety. Tasty. Factormeals.com slash Cameron50. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. that picture back up if you would as we come back from break it is amazing to see it i don't 
you know, shutter. For those just tuning in on the TV side of things, on the YouTube side of things, we have a picture up of the renovations going on at Doak, a live shot of basically goal line to goal line, gutted, can still do the stadium steps if you want, can still run stadium steps over there if you'd like. Now, you put your life in peril, but you can do it. Maybe it adds to the exhilaration of the sprint up those steps. Uh, But, yeah, just don't get a little too tuckered out and waver to the right or left because that is the death of you and only add to the chagrin regarding the amount of changes at Doe Campbell Stadium. Um, well, we also had students fall off. Yeah, well, that was a tough time for all of us. Uh, but, yeah, but here we are. I'm looking at it, and uh, I don't know why. I'm strangely fascinated with this. You know how they say that, you know, you have gawkers with every car crash. We've been on the wrong side of that while you're trying to traverse across the state, and you you realize that it was like a minor fender bender that everybody slowed down to five miles per hour to view, and you were – furious and it leads me to say irrational things like there better be 105 dead people up here when we get up here it's been two and a half hours um well i can't stop staring at this there's a live cam you can just look at it you're like look at this i i'm strangely fascinated by it look at the innards of the stadium there see it's transforming we've got another shot over here from the end zone makes for great radio as everybody here is driving around going i don't have any idea what you're talking about it's just cool to look at, though. Go do yourself a favor when you get home. So the uh, yeah, it, it looks as though it's missing teeth. If you think about it that way, yeah. You know, the alumni sideline. It looks like it's missing teeth. As uh, yeah, the shot. You've got it. Uh, one set of stands at the thirty-yard line towards the Lang Memorial Champions Club, mm-hmm. and then another set of stands around the twenty to twenty-five-yard line where the students are, and that's it. Everything else is gone and gutted. Florida man in Texas, I see you besmirching me by saying there's no way J.C. runs the stadium stairs anymore. Let me tell you, what, I, I don't run those particular stadium stairs over there. I mean, it's clearly uh, a very – it's a great distance from my home. I don't live over by the students anymore. Don't have to. <laughs> but I will tell you this. <laughs> but, I, but I will tell you this. Every year, the first uh, game of the year, first home game of the year at Doak, I do do the uh, bottom floor all the way to the ninth uh, to to see if I can do it, and I still can do it. Now it hurts more now than it did 26 years ago, 27 years ago. It's 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 brutal. I don't recover for days on end, but it's uh, but I am still capable of running. I say running. I'm running the first two floors, then it's just a steady jog. It's a steady jog. It it's it's kind of like a walk only. I'm moving my arms. Mm, yeah, you, you see that in your local neighborhood. Uh, yeah, on on a random Thursday or Friday morning, yeah. where yeah, the person you're like they're they're not running. It yeah. makes their heart rate go a little faster, yeah, yeah, but yeah. They're, they're not really running per se. Yeah. yeah. Um. So hey, so by the way, do you do this? Because I do do this. It's an exercise as we continue to look at the newcomers and hear from the newcomers from Florida State. But you go and you see what you've gained and what you've lost, right? And so when you when you go through that exercise and you say to yourself, all right, uh, Marvin Jones Jr., former five-star <clears throat> recruit, he was the, uh, you know, he's, he's a huge pickup for Florida State if he ends up being um, a 
if he lives up to what he's physically capable of and what we thought he might be coming out of high school, right? Uh, Jalen Brown, uh, Sean Murphy, who's the number five transfer linebacker, four-star recruit. We took him from Alabama. Uh, Roydell Williams, obviously leaving the Crimson Tide as well as a top 10 transfer running back. Malik Benson, who at one time was the number one Juco player in America, the number 19th ranked transfer wide receiver, stole his ass from Alabama. Uh, DJ Uwe Ungalele, uh, former Clemson and Oregon State quarterback, number 14th in the transfer portal at, uh, you know, overall and was at one time considered to be a five-star stud. Earl Little Jr., who you know I love, transferred him from Alabama. Terrence Ferguson, offensive lineman from Alabama. Durajaye, we just got done talking about. Defensive line from West Virginia. Lolohea, who we just heard from. Jalen Lucas, who is a burner from Indiana. Could change your special teams for good. Devontae Brown, cornerback from Miami, who transferred in. A lot of speed there. Grady Kelly, defensive tackle, who basically you're hoping is a rotational fit for you along the defensive line. Richie Leonard, the offensive lineman from Florida. Who, who will be a, a kid, I think, that plays for us? Jacoby Rizzi, the th- three-star offensive tackle. He's a gigantic kid, happens to play from Harvard. So you know if he's smart. I don't know if he's any good. We'll have to wait and see. And then you kind of juxtapose all of that, and you're like, all right, well, who will we lose? Uh, Tate Rodemaker, got it. Uh, so Marquiston Douglas at tight end, who unfortunately had a tougher year than I thought he was going to have. Bless Harris. That one hurts. That one hurts. Goldie Lawrence, Gilder Edmond, uh, Gilbert, uh, I don't really care about losing. A.J. Duffy, uh, again, we knew the writing was on the wall there. Would have liked to have seen Tom's hero Rodney Hill stick around, but he didn't, and now he's that's where he is. He's uh, is he a fam. Uh, I wish him well. That was a blunder by he and his parents, in my opinion. Uh, so there you go. There's that situation. And keep on going down the list of these guys. Uh, Malcolm Ray, who I think will be replaced, would have liked to have seen him stick around till. You know, Tafasi's a talent. He's now at Georgia Tech. Ray went to Rutgers. Uh, Daughtry Richardson ended up at FAU. Do you see a trend here? Do you see a trend here as you go through the guys that are now gone, where they ended up, caliber of those programs, and the guys that were brought in, not always one for one, but it kind of tells you the floor of talent has been raised considerably. Yeah, and it makes for really fascinating position battles. I mean, you know, spring is going to start a little bit later this year because the game itself is on the 20th. So, you know, if they're going to stagger these practices, you know, it's probably going to be a week or two later on the calendar to get it going. But I can't wait for it. I cannot wait to see what's going on here with some of the position battles with, call it redshirt freshmen or redshirt sophomores against transfers that are battling for jobs either in the trenches or at some of the skill positions. You have a lot of starting reps and top flight rotational reps up for grabs. We saw Mike Norvell do this a lot, especially on defense, a ton of rotation in that front six. Those, those guys, the defensive linemen, the two linebackers, they rotate a bunch. And last year, this time last year, you knew who many of your starters were going to be of the 22 I don't know. I'm ballparking it blind guess. 14, 15 of them probably were known at that point. Now you'd be lucky to get to maybe a, a 10, 11. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a lot of jobs open for grabs here. And again, those rotations, the offensive line, they proved it. They wanted to rotate seven and eight deep last year. Defensive front rotated a bunch, even safety. You saw a guy like Conrad Hussey get in a bunch last year as a true freshman. So 
all over the field, there are a lot of jobs and a lot of reps to be had in a given game, but the battle is wide open. And that's what makes it fun is you're mixing in kids from uh, Georgia, a bunch from Alabama and LSU and some other places along with, you know, you're finally growing in some places like Earl Little battling for a safety job or a slot corner job, whatever it's going to be. Yeah, he's got more talent, but there are some pretty young, unproven, talented players that caught our eyes last year when they were true freshmen on campus. So this is going to be a lot of fun to sort out. Ultimately, you want to get to a place where you don't need this many transfers. In my opinion, you want to get to a place where the core of what you are are kids you recruited out of high school. But if you have to do it this way, they do it really well, and they continue to do it really well. They continue to bring in guys that are players that were highly thought of coming out of high school, many of whom were recruited by Florida State and or Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Tennessee, you know, the the southeastern region teams that we compete against. It's so weird, you know, I, I don't college football will never go completely this way. But I always talk about I don't get too excited about Major League Baseball's draft for my team. Like if you're a Braves fan, you watch who you draft. Pirates fan, I watch who we draft. Now I am excited for Skeens. We'll see what he becomes. But the bottom line is the statistic that stands out over the years is that most teams that end up winning, almost all uh, teams that, that end up winning, say, a division or go on to win the World Series, over 60% of their roster is made up of players that were drafted by other teams. This is, this is how it works in baseball. Are we getting to a place in college football where it's like you're going to have half your starters be guys that were taken that you lost out on in the recruiting and they went somewhere else and then they come back to you? I mean, if you're good at it, maybe. Hour number two, fourth coming, Leek Jarrett will join us in that hour. Stay tuned.